Welcome to Quantum Magazine's podcast. Each episode, we bring you stories about developments in science and mathematics. I'm Susan Vallett. Early on in the study of quantum computers, computer scientists posed a question. They knew the answer would reveal something deep about the power of these futuristic machines. 25 years later, it's been all but solved. Computer scientists have been looking for this quantum computer problem since 1993, when they first defined a class of problems known as BQP. These encompass all problems that quantum computers can solve. Since then, computer scientists have hoped to contrast BQP with a class of problems known as PH. This class encompasses all the problems workable by any possible classical computer, even unfathomably advanced ones engineered by some future civilization. Making that contrast depended on finding a problem that could be proven to be in BQP, but not in PH. And now, computer scientists Ron Raz of Princeton and Avishai Tal of Stanford have done it. Last May, they posted a paper online providing strong evidence that quantum computers possess a computing capacity beyond anything classical computers could ever do. They did this by defining a specific kind of computational problem. They prove, with a certain caveat, that quantum computers could handle the problem efficiently, while traditional computers would be bogged down forever trying to solve it. But the result doesn't elevate quantum computers over classical computers in any practical sense. For one, theoretical computer scientists already knew that quantum computers can solve any problems that classical computers can, and engineers are still struggling to build a useful quantum machine. But Ross and Tal's paper shows that quantum and classical computers really are a category apart, that even in a world where classical computers succeed beyond all realistic dreams, quantum computers would still stand beyond them. A basic task of theoretical computer science is to sort problems into complexity classes. A complexity class contains all problems that can be solved within a given resource budget, where the resource is something like time or memory. Computer scientists have found an efficient algorithm, for example, for testing whether a number is prime. But they haven't been able to find an efficient algorithm for identifying the prime factors of large numbers. Therefore, computer scientists believe, but haven't been able to prove, that those two problems belong to different complexity classes. The two most famous complexity classes are P and NP. P is all the problems that a classical computer can solve quickly, like, is this number prime? University of Toronto computer scientist Henry Yuen says NP is all the problems that classical computers can't necessarily solve quickly, but... It's the class of problems for which you can efficiently check the answer. You may not be able to like efficiently find the answer, but if someone gave you the correct solution, if there is one, then you can check it efficiently. Basically, most of the problems that people try to solve in the real world, like 
optimization problems, they're all within the class NP. Yuan says you can think of NP in terms of what's known as the traveling salesman problem. If you're looking for like an efficient tour of a bunch of cities and someone gave you a short tour, well, you can efficiently verify that it was indeed a short tour. But NP can't find the root, only verify it. Computer scientists believe that P and NP are distinct classes. But actually proving that distinctness is the hardest and most important open problem in the field. Scott Aronson is a computer scientist at the University of Texas in Austin. In 1993, Ethan Bernstein and Umesh Vazirani wrote this sort of foundational paper that defined the class BQP. And it's at the stage, I would say, for modern quantum computing theory. BQP stands for Bounded Error Quantum Polynomial Time. They defined this class to contain all of the decision problems, or problems with a yes or no answer, that quantum computers can solve efficiently. Around the same time, they also proved that quantum computers can solve all the problems that classical computers can solve. That is, BQP contains all of the problems that are in P. But they couldn't determine whether BQP contains problems not found in another important class of problems known as PH, which stands for polynomial hierarchy. PH is a generalization of NP. This means it contains all problems you get if you start with a problem in NP and make it more complex by layering qualifying statements like there exists or for all. Classical computers today can't solve most of the problems in pH, but you can think of pH as the class of all problems classical computers could solve if P turned out to equal NP. In other words, to compare BQP and pH is to determine whether quantum computers have an advantage over classical computers that would survive even if classical computers could solve many more problems than they can today. Here's computer scientist Scott Aronson again. The polynomial hierarchy is one of the most basic classical complexity classes that there are. And so we sort of want to know, well, where does quantum computing fit in to the world of classical complexity theory? The best way to distinguish between two complexity classes is to find a problem that is provable in one and not the other. But Aronson says finding such a problem has been a challenge. If you want a problem that's in BQP but not in pH, you know, it has to be something weirder. By definition, it has to be something where a classical computer could not even efficiently verify the answer, let alone finding it. That ruled out a lot of the problems that we, you know, think about in, in computer science. You know, we like being able to verify the answer, right? Here's the problem. Imagine that you have two random number generators, each producing a sequence of digits. You ask your computer, are the two sequences completely independent from each other, or are they related in a hidden way, which is known as forelation? Aronson introduced this forelation problem in 2009 and proved that it belongs to BQP. That left the harder second step to prove that forelation is not in pH. And that's what Roz and Tal have done, in a particular sense. Their paper achieves what's called oracle, or black box separation, between BQP and pH. This is a common kind of result in computer science, and one that researchers resort to when the thing they'd really like to prove is beyond their reach. 
The actual best way to distinguish between complexity classes like BQP and PH is to measure the computational time required to solve a problem in each. But computer scientist Henry Yuen says there's one major issue. We don't have a very sophisticated understanding or ability to measure actual computation time. But what we do have a good handle on is like, if you wanted to solve a problem and you don't know anything about the problem you're trying to solve, well, you have to like get certain bits of the information out in order to like figure out what information you need to solve the problem. What we're measuring is how many accesses to the information you need. But we're not counting like, you know, the arithmetic operations that you're doing in order to solve the problem. In other words, they work out the number of times a computer needs to consult an oracle in order to come back with an answer. An oracle is like a hint giver. You don't know how it comes up with its hints, but you do know they're reliable. If your problem is to figure out whether two random number generators are secretly related, you can ask the oracle questions, like what's the sixth number from each generator? Then you compare computational power based on the number of hints each type of computer needs to solve the problem. The computer that needs more hints is slower. Computer scientist Avishai Tal. In some sense, we understand this model much better and we can sort of have a better handle on this model because it talks more about information, not about computation. The recent paper by Roz and Tal proves that a quantum computer needs far fewer hints than a classical computer to solve the four-relation problem. In fact, a quantum computer needs just one hint. Even with as many hints possible, Roz says there's no algorithm in pH that can solve the problem. Which means that there is a very efficient quantum algorithm that solves that problem. But if you only consider classical algorithms, then even if you go to very high classes of classical algorithms, they cannot actually solve this problem efficiently. This establishes that with an oracle, Forrelation is a problem that is in BQP, but not in pH. Roz and Tal nearly achieved this result several years ago, but they couldn't complete one step in their would-be proof. Then Tal heard a friend's talk about a new paper on pseudo-random number generators. I knew the work, but somehow the talk made me motivated to understand it even better and to look at the proof. And there was one piece of the proof that they used that seemed particularly interesting. I read the proof carefully and I thought about it a bit. And then a few days later, I realized that this is what we are missing. This is the missing piece. News of the separation between BQP and PH circulated quickly. In the words of one computer scientist, the quantum complexity world was a rockin'. The work provides an ironclad assurance that quantum computers exist in a different computational realm than classical computers, at least relative to an oracle. Even in a world where P equals NP, Roz and Tal's proof demonstrates that there would still be problems only quantum computers could solve. Michelle Yoon helped with this episode. I'm Susan Vallett. For more on this story, read Kevin Hartnett's full article, Finally, a problem that only quantum computers will ever be able to solve on our website, quantamagazine.org. Also, the MIT Press has published two quanta books, Alice and Bob Meet the Wall of Fire and The Prime Number Conspiracy. Order now at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or your local bookstore.